0: It's a very cold but sunny day in uh, Stockholm and I'm sitting with Ted Parson, who's a design partner at EQT. Uh, he also previously founded the uh, the Rockstar Advertising Agency, Great Works, where we actually met. Do you remember when uh, exactly when uh, uh, the North Alliance was first being pulled together?
1: Exactly. So I've been in sort of digital innovation on the consultancy side for almost twenty years, but now I've moved to the to the dark side, to the investment <laughs> side. And 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 just before leaving North Alliance, we had a very very brief, um, brief a few brief encounters. Um,
0: that makes it sound like we had a passionate affair and uh, exactly v- very very briefly. No, baby. Maybe, maybe Maybe not like that, but you, you were—you are were part of the board, right? Or yeah, you, yeah. I was—I was on the board for a yeah. while, and uh, I remember before I, I met you, um, uh, everyone had told me about you, and they said, "Oh, look, you know, he's—he's he's like this famous guy, and he's even famous in Japan." <laughs> <laughs> Big in Japan, I which, wish. Was, uh, <laughs> I wish, yeah. which is, which is, I think, is quite the achievement. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, it's really interesting, I think, what how uh, how things have moved on, and. Um, and yet, still, Stockholm has this kind of uh, growing attraction you know, for, for the digital economy. I was reading recently that Stockholm is actually the, the second most prolific uh, startup community uh, when you look at the, at a per capita basis after Silicon Valley. Yeah. So, so what have the Swedes figured out post-Abba? Yeah,
1: what have we figured out post Abba? Um, I think it's hard to say, and 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 when you when you when you look at this from the inside, it's like hard to say, the, oh, yeah. see the exact patterns. But I think we are in sort of an engineering nation. We we got tech infrastructure, like IT infrastructure, in place pretty pretty early on. And but, but to me, I think it's more about role models in a way. We we had Ericsson, we had Volvo, we had all these companies that we sort of looked up to and valued and. And so engineers had a very high high status. Right. And 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 then when when personal computers came came along, I think um, we were pretty progressive. We since there is not that much sun, we're not sort of out and about <laughs> in, in the sun. We were like inside do, uh, doing sort of coding. So during the early sort of BBS demo scene and stuff like that, Sweden, alongside Finland and and some other darker countries, were uh, some of the leaders. And and, and looking at the. The, the people that then went went on and, and, and created some of these these companies it's it's pretty much like a direct line back to
0: yeah. to that time and there have been some incredible companies that have been born out of this region I mean Skype obviously uh, minecraft mojang um, exactly candy yeah. crush King, Sp- Spotify Spotify uh,
1: Klarna. Uh, yeah, and, and, and some some of these companies have... As some people claim that there is this notion of like democratizing stuff. So if you think about Ikea, it's like democratizing um, furniture. Spotify is like democratizing music. That there is this theme. I think there, there might be some truth to that. I think there is also some, some component of like uh, the Swedish or Scandinavian sense of, of design and user centricity. So I think
0: there is that component in yes. there. Yeah. Um, and there's maybe an element of culture as well. I, I, I mean, I, I was always uh, intrigued by the sort of unspoken set of rules that seem to be governed in Scandinavia. Yeah, uh, and the the, the, uh, the uh, J- jante J- right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, you,
1: you, you shouldn't believe that, that anyone is, is better than anyone else, and, and all, those,
0: all those. Can you talk a little bit about that, because I remember someone saying that a, a lot of the uh, you know, tech companies could learn a lot from the way um, Swedish companies build culture here. Mm. I mean, the idea of telling employees to freeze their eggs so that they can work <laughs> a few more years would yeah. be quite alien, in, you know, in it, Sweden. Totally. No, we're pretty, very good, like social social
1: welfare, and but but I think in in terms of the 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 Jante law and, and the Swedish way of, of operating, I think it comes from a, a very flat uh, flat side. So on, on the upside, I think it's. It's it's very uh, democratized. Uh, it doesn't matter if you are uh, junior or senior. Uh, you can you can make your your voice heard in. An, in an organisation um, on the on the sort of flip side of of that I think there's there's this notion of um, of everything takes forever has to go through this these consensus decisions and stuff yes. and stuff like that but but, but I think there is th- 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 there is something there and it's, I also think that S- Sweden and Stockholm is a very small country also has something to do with it so you have this f- feeling or idea of that y- you can you can actually make a difference you, you can go out there and, and do something and you can you can become sort of the best in in Sweden fairly fairly easily and because of that you you usually start with some kind of global ambition and we're pr- pretty good at English and stuff like that because we never dubbed our tv shows when we were yes. when we we're kids so i guess you have the the global perspective on stuff already from from the beginning which you don't need to have in in France or in in Germany and and stuff like that where there's very very good innovation happening as well but it's more targeted towards the the local the local
0: markets when you when you look at some of these companies that have been born out of this market do do you think there actually are i guess um nordic design principles that have been applied to the interfaces i mean i'm not saying that spotify's got like a quality of (laughs) higger but very austere listen i i I don't know i mean it's got to be more than scented candles right
1: exactly no but 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 i would say that the everything comes in waves as as always and i think there was a very strong user experience or user centricity wave that, that that came i think after i guess after apple became yes. the big company it it became and people realized that there, there is something here and and if if you look at it on a small scale it's 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 about veneer and it's about like uh, the buttons look look nice but if you take a few steps steps back it's it's about i think the user and and, and creating an experience that is uh, delightful and, and, and easy and, and does, does the job the best it can from from a user perspective so I think on the, on the mass side I think things look look nicer now and I think we're, we're moving towards uh, not just looking nicer but also working in a nicer
0: nicer and more delightful and an easier way so it's yeah So, so I mean, aside from the the big obvious exits uh, from this market, has that led to a second and a third generation of entrepreneurs uh, now in the community? Like, are there some other interesting things coming on the horizon? Mm. I think I think after after the the
1: King, the Candy Crush exit, um, the sort of IPO, and then uh, Activision Blizzard uh, acquired them. after Spotify and they're like, even though they haven't exited yet, they're like secondaries and, uh, and stuff like that. The, there is this like second generation um, investors. Uh, and I think I might be a bit guilty there as well, but there, there is more money uh, in <laughs> in uh, in Sweden and the Nordics now than 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 ever before. And there are uh,
0: big conferences, right, as well. Like I mean the, the, the Swedish startup
1: communities, actually. Exactly. Stockholm Stock. Tech Fest and, yeah. and Slush in Helsinki and uh, and and stuff like that. So I, I think no, they, it, can, they
0: can afford to get big name DJs to even play, right? Exactly. That's that's a mission uh, mission accomplished. <laughs> no but
1: no but I think it's like those things happen in parallel. And I also think so there is there is the the, the scene or the uh, the community, and, and one strong conference as as the, the anchor, I think, is important. Where with Stockholm Stockholm Tech Meetup, which is a monthly event, six seven hundred people, and then we have Stockholm Tech Fest, which is the annual event with around four 000, five thousand people, and then slash in Helsinki. Um, so I think that's that's very important. And, and an interesting observation from a Swedish perspective is that this whole thing. Uh, Started four years ago, maybe so first the conference and some of the first um, Co-working spaces like sub 46 and epicenter and, and and now they're like 15 20 But we uh, there was this need because we as being Swedish and and, and adhering to the law of jante and and all that we, we needed someone from the outside coming in and, and telling us that, that we, <laughs> we're okay, we, we we're okay. We're doing good so there was this guy called Tyler Crowley and um, who um, has been involved in the launch festival which is this super big San Francisco based uh, startup festival kind of very scrappy a very early stage uh, Dropbox launch there for instance 10,000 people or something like that and then he had helped various startup communities like uh, the LA startup community and I think something in London and stuff like that too to get them up and running so he came here and he did an event up at uh, Stockholm School of um, Technology and did super small scrappy event and he, he got a a uh, hashtag which was stockholm sthlm tech and then just retweeting everything that's hashtag with with that on that account and i think that made it we needed like an american person coming here saying that that you guys are all right and and now now this event is uh, yeah it's 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 one of the one of the hubs of uh, of the stockholm startup ecosystem um i'm not sure it's it's as important uh as it as it were
0: three years three years back, but uh, it's very important. and It's one of one of those. So, so, so what you're saying, you know, one of the key ways to, uh, I guess, ignite that sense of uh, of a community is for the community sort of to, to become aware of itself.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's like also to know because it's going to Silicon Valley is such a, such an integral part in this archetypical startup journey that that people have in their have in their minds. So. I think you need validation that what, what is going on here in this part of the world is actually as good as what's happening over, over there. Right. And since TechCrunch and VentureBeat and all those media Back then, at least, were were so U.S. centric. I I I think there was like bad uh, <laughs> bad self esteem in the rest of the world, right? In a way, and I, I I think not just Stockholm, but sort of the whole of Europe is waking up and realizing that hey, we they can be we, their own market. We we can be their own market. We we our talent is uh, as good as the one you can find in uh, in the U.S. And I think the American companies and the American VCs. Who sort of were very inverse directive before have yeah. also woken up and, and seen this happen in, in Europe. But now we also have like more sort of role model startups, role model VCs and stuff like that in Europe, which is starting
0: to um, start to become a, a real force here. Let's change gears a little. Um, one of the one of the areas that you've been looking at working with very closely is what brands do with digital media. And um, you know we were talking earlier uh, about. Some of the big sort of tectonic shifts about how brands think about engaging their audiences, Um, and and I think you mentioned before that there's been a kind of a uh, a shift away from the the push to hyper targeting, micro targeting. Can can you unpack that a little? Yeah.
1: No. So so obviously, nowadays, um, even even the most slow moving biggest brands uh, have like marketing stacks. So they have like several. Tools uh, they work with they co- collect data they they're getting there 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 slowly and I and I think same thing there you have the like the role model brands being the first movers and I think uh, embracing the, the whole sort of uh, measuring tracking data data shifts um, has has, uh, has has been a big thing for, for for these brands but what that led to in in to to great extent was. Uh, brands becoming like mirrors of their audiences. So when you track all the data, uh, yeah. all the all the communication gets like super contextual, super localized, super personalized. And all of a sudden, the brand almost like gets lost in that whole whole shift. And and the campaign is just a mirror towards the the, the person holding the phone or. Interacting with a with a computer in the sense that it's
0: actually just telling them exactly what they want to hear
1: in 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 a way and <laughs> and, and I think with with a, with the U.S. election and and everything that happens to sort of the behind the scenes there as, as as well it's it's an interesting shift but I think a lot of big big brands now with like brands like P and G and, uh, and, and and those have, have realized that while while targeting and stuff like that is it's extremely powerful if but if you go all in and and forget about the sort of brand narrative. Uh, uh, it gets very uh, confusing and very uh, indistinct it's th- yes. th- th- there, there there is nothing ownable so what they've done in a way is that it just took the the top of the funnel and just made the top of the funnel way way smaller so, so I would say that I sense this like resurrection of brand advertising. I wouldn't say this the same old monolithical
0: big t- TV commercial. Sold on a three martini lunch with no data. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe not that but, but I think more, more in a storytelling or narrative perspective that, to understand that you, you need some kind of sort of foundation to, to build whatever you Pe- build. People
0: about. I mean people want to consume brands as shared experiences. I mean, I, I mean I think one of the reasons why people said the Super Bowl lasted so long as an advertising vehicle is that people that the idea was was that it, it it was such a massive collection of eyeballs. But I think it was more than that. It was a shared experience. Totally, yeah, totally. You know that. But if a brand is talking to you in a hyper targeted way, mm. uh, I mean, there is no shared experience there. Exactly.
1: And also, like, forgetting about that people talk. To one another, so I mean, if, if I have one one very tailored perspective on what a brand is, and then someone else has some other, there there is there is no common ground at all. Yeah. So also looking at so has P and G
0: actually made tangible moves away? So, so it's like they, they they are yeah they're moving back in the in the sort of
1: brand direction, but with the learnings of. Data-driven and insight-driven, driven communications. Right. I also think that we see the same movement at at Facebook and Airbnb. The, the, these these companies that that come from the very sort of data-centric yeah. part of the, the spectrum. Well, even has, Google hired you know big name you know New York ad agencies. To, and, to, totally. And and Airbnb recently hired Coca-Cola's ex, ex ex head of head of brand marketing. So I think. Just growing up and realizing that we're, we're, we're human beings and uh, being human beings uh, we like stories about other, <laughs> other human, <laughs> human beings, beings. Yeah. And I think there was a, um, i was in a panel this morning and, and, and one of the, um, the people on the panel said, said that just an observation that she, she went to South by Southwest and uh, uh, in, in this uh, schedule of, of bots and AI and all cool things the, the most uh, well visited um, Panel workshop was with two of the actors from uh, from uh, Game of Thrones, uh, and it's, I think that's that, that says a lot about uh, <laughs> human beings being storytelling animals, which I think is good. I think it's uh, I, I think w- it just
0: w- says that we were obsessed with celebrity. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe that's, but that's, but that's still, yeah, that's still interesting. Uh, well, what you know, given everything we've learned about data and about targeting, I mean, if you come back to the traditional brand storytelling mode, what do you bring with you? I I mean, how does a knowledge of data inform a new way of thinking about brands? Mm. I I think, first of
1: all, thinking about um, the brand communication, Realizing that the brand is not something sacred in a in a booklet or in a binder on right. your desk But it's, it's it it's, isn't
0: a, a set of sort of graph graphic design it's, protocols exactly.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's not it's not just like some per, perfect sure. visual But it's it's um, it's a foundation or it's a, it's a framework or it's a narrative or it's something you can be be a part of right. and and all, all these all this new new type of communication like uh, influencer based <coughs> communication or just sort of appreciating and embracing embracing that that people uh, want to be part of it and uh, and making making room for that to 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 happen so maybe less of the super big super polished um, uh, yeah brand driven campaigns and, and more of Experiential stuff for things you can be, be be part of. and I think that's also an interesting.
0: So does pers- that mean we're going to see less of Kardashians giving the world a Pepsi?
1: <laughs> maybe maybe less
0: of uh, just that uh, TV commercial. <laughs> I think it's interesting. So because you wonder, does, does, does an idea like that come from polling people? Like no. I, I mean, was that a was that a result of a data driven campaign? But it's but it's almost as if an AI created that uh, that TV commercial. <laughs> it's like
1: oh, it's 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 it, it, checks, right, it checks check all the boxes, but it's 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 almost right. It's just like that yeah, that, yeah. that last sort
0: of. It's like uh, the uncanny valley, right? Exactly. Like, uh, exact, you know, That's the a, uncanny it, valley. It's almost like a perfect <laughs> simulation of, of all the elements. But yeah. somehow, you know, uh, the well, what's, what's that word of when, when, you, when you see something all at once? You know, um, it's like a German, a, a German expression. Mm-hmm. Um, it escapes me, but um, but but essentially, like you know, a dog is not like a, a tail and a and a paw and a mouth. Exactly, and you, and you see, you see, all, like you
1: see all the components. Yeah, but we can totally see that, that 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 commercial was just like, but it's perfect. It's got a, every component, every component, every it checks checks all the boxes. Guest art. exactly. Yeah, it's uh, guest art is the okay. 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 Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, that's I think that's that's interesting. So yeah. So maybe <laughs> maybe less less of that. Um, and more of of stuff you can... Yeah, you've consider. seen some of these scripts that A.I.s have come with, up, right? Did, did you see the... Um, there was uh, a, a short film, like a science fiction film, uh, oh, yeah. with uh, the... They, they took all the action movies, like Dr- all the Jurassic Parks and Terminators, and put, put into a, a neural network. And then it, it, oh. it, it created this, this script based on some seeds or something from a science fiction writing competition. And then they, they, they did a one-day shoot with What's the name of the guy who's uh, the main character of Silicon Valley? The, oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the curly hair guy. So he, he's playing this, and it's like, on. It's kind of like the Pepsi thing. It's, it it sounds perfectly right. It looks fantastic, but there is like no no meaning. It's just like, what are they actually saying? <laughs> There's no logic to it. It's extremely interesting. But but, but I totally think we, we will, we'll st- we'll start seeing that. Uh, yeah,
0: this, is a, this has been an interesting area where creativity overlaps with AI. I mean, when, when people start talking about programmatic media buying and um, you know, even sort of programmatic media creation, uh, um, there was a sort of an open debate about what does this mean for creatives? Uh, totally, yeah. In, in, in the brand space. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how, how do you see these two things reconciling? Mm. I mean, can you still have creatives in a world where algorithms determine who sees what ad when?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a, a few perspectives on on that. So we, we spoke earlier about that there are like ways for everything. And obviously now every every pitch we we see as an investor has like AI in it in, in one shape or or form. So, so that's that's a hype. I think it's like extremely powerful sure. done done right. But right now, everything is is about AI. And I think it's important to sort of try to filter out what is possible right now and what what isn't uh, possible uh, and and right now I think they're extremely interesting attempts to, uh, to to create tools for the creative industry and and uh, yeah other visual fields uh, using AI but but right now it's it's mainly at least from what I've seen taking away the mundane and repetitious tasks so um, it, it it won't take away the uh, art director or the copywriter or the creative director uh, not this year right. <laughs> at, at least but it, it could be like the boring stuff like finding the right pictures in an, in an image database or creating 200 uh, alterations of, of a logotype or uh, doing very detailed grid system stuff um, creating that the same presentation for the hundredth time those kinds of things
0: you know we were talking about this earlier because i was speaking to the to a a, a sort of a community community group who used the siemens plm software Mm. right Mm -hmm. engineering i mean you're already seeing in the design of cars and rockets um the the role of data in the kind of the live design process totally, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's transforming the, the kind of the manufacturing of complex objects mm, mm, mm. Um, it, it's just a matter of time i guess when we start to transform the manufacturing of creative objects as well <laughs> yeah and,
1: and i think that that's what these tools are doing so i i met one guy um like one of the founding f- fathers of the of the, uh, of the Stockholm AI scene. Um, uh, his name is uh, Roloff Peters and then he runs a company called Creative AI and they're kind of in stealth mode so we don't know exactly what they're doing. Right. But it seems like they're, they're trying to uh, automate or create the process around cre- creativity. And he, he usually talks about this or he discussed like this being Augmenting uh, people, so more like Iron Man with a human yeah. technology uh, suit, rather than like uh, replacing the
0: the, the the human being. And sort of yeah, uh, this this is an interesting point around how you democratize uh, AI, mm-hmm. uh, because it's not just about having a, a Jarvis, you know, type type model, but but you also we need to find a way to actually build. Um, access to ai platforms to, to help us design smarter applications and processes yeah. you know at a more granular level mm. um, but you know to use these to use tensorflow or to use any of these systems you you basically have to have a phd in you know computer networks yeah and i think it's
1: yeah, democratizing AI has almost become like uh, yeah, there there's are T-shirts with with that with that printed <laughs> printed on it. Um, but, but but I totally. I haven't think, seen T-shirts. <laughs> where, where, where do you buy your T-shirts from? <laughs> Google Google. It. There are T-shirts with it. Uh, but, but but I think you're totally right, and and I think one w- 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 one of the biggest problems yeah. have been that y- you can get something really interesting up and running in your own lab using using TensorFlow or using uh, different kinds of, sort of libraries. But when you want to uh, implement this. Uh, yeah. Uh, to try and figure out like how many of your invoices are fraudulent. Exactly, yeah. but, but because when, when you when you're to bring this into a industrial scale application, yeah. that's that's when it fails. Because right now there is no like scaffolding in terms of version control, in terms of uh, UI, in terms of no one has yet created a, uh, a coherent uh, suite of, of software. So like. Uh, Regular people, within quotation yeah. marks, can use it, and I think almost uh, like an, we need almost like an Excel, you know, for, to, for AI. To, to, totally, and I think uh, what IBM is doing with Watson, I think it's like fantastic packaging, but it's still islands of of, of stuff yeah. that you have to build together. So and, I think and, and
0: Microsoft are looking at doing it as well. they uh, providing AI
1: on to, uh, as a service. Totally, B- both with their like a share offering, cloud offering, and and and, yeah. and also the C- C- Cortana stuff that they're they're doing is very very interesting. And, and also Google and and Amazon and 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 some. Some startups. So yeah, I think there are a bunch of interesting startups out there right now, trying to take take on this challenge. So in a way, making making this new technology accessible to anyone, from from the design to uh, to the even even like training and hosting of
0: these. Uh, it's quite similar to the sort of the, the the new sort of low code. Um, Movement, uh, the movement yeah, that's exactly, starting up now, yeah. you know, where you're sort of devolving some of the power to create applications with data to line of business, mm-hmm. uh, rather than just in the domain of IT. Totally. I also think it's like
1: it's easier for some for some organizations who have how to say like a da- data mindset or data culture. But mm. I think a lot of organizations that you that you talk to now, they they think they they have all the data in the world uh, accessible. But then when you start like poking around a bit, you realize that. Oh no! It was so- someone else who they bought the data from somewhere. or They did, did not have it, or they did not store it. Or so I think it's it's not just sort of uh, slapping a new software onto an organization and, and 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 saying saying done. I I think it's like a bigger bigger task. But it's extremely interesting to see what you what you can do.
0: I, I've been thinking about this a little bit because I'm trying to work out you know yeah. what is it to be a a smart person in the 21st century. Like it, if, if we're gonna assume that whatever you do is it hasn't been completely automated and you're mm. still around, you have obviously found a way to coexist with algorithms and automation and these new learning platforms mm. um, to do something that is inherently human in that machines can't do. Yeah. No I agree. I but think what, what's your feeling for like how that's sort of emerging mm. because I mean
1: I I've been thinking about that a lot. This is something we discuss all the time in the office. Yeah. And, with with uh, with companies we were looking to, in, to invest. Well, it's critical
0: in. for you guys because I mean, depending on where that falls, mm. uh, I mean, you're either investing in the people doing away with human jobs or mm. you're investing in things that augment them. To- totally, and I think it's like a
1: technology is not good or bad; it's what we do with it. Exactly, it's how we with, evolve with, with technology. But then, but then, obviously, if if something doesn't make sense, uh, we have to make it make it make sense. But t- to answer your question, I think right now it's like. Uh, Back to the Pepsi commercial we we discussed earlier. What what was missing there is that human touch or something. Uh, Like using your mirror neurons, understanding uh, values, people, uh, those kinds of things. Uh, So if if you put that on one side of the scale and then you take... That's sort of like cognitive empathy. (laughs) I would say empathy is a a good... uh, good headline or, or label for for that yeah. but i mean still if, if you look at what's around the corner with um, sort of n- neuromarketing and ne- sort of ai applied to who knows what will happen but so far uh ai won't solve that by, t- by itself but it's also another p- another view to another perspective on on sort of the eye in ai and 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 and, and Maybe the end goal is not to create something that is exactly like us, but to create in in very sort of narrow verticals uh, Something that is better than us at certain very certain Things and that's where we are currently I think and and more and more very narrow verticals are are being transformed Um, and uh, yeah, Hopefully it will mainly be the mundane and boring things,
0: but yeah Yeah, it it, uh, Definitely, there, whatever the new sort of platform for democratized AI needs to be, there's going to be a new skill set around, you know, being able to think like this. Mm. Because even if, if you if you don't need to program, you need to be able to understand the frameworks for how these mm. things operate. Mm. It's not as if you can just mm. throw a problem to Jarvis and have it solve it.
1: Exactly. Now it's like uh, exactly how to articulate those uh, frames within it should operate. So like ethics law uh empathy all, all all those things you you just mentioned i think it's extremely interesting so what else is keeping you excited at the moment um, you know, i mean i mean w- w- one thing just the last few weeks so i if you look at neural networks right now, and especially from a visual and creative perspective, what we've seen recently has been a lot like gimmicky stuff. So we saw the the so Prisma or Prism, Prisma I think it was called uh, the app with style transfer. So you could upload any picture and say, what would this picture look like? Uh, uh, if uh, Van Gogh did it or Montreal right. or, or whatever, so uh, Russian teams super cool and the face aging app exactly and and, and then <laughs> it, Even more uh, recently the the face app which is fantastic And I think it's cool to see how big bigger data sets really make it make it better So in terms of aging it's perfect in terms of gender change is not that that perfect but but if you think about that and think about the fake news movement uh, or th- th- thing that is that is happening and you uh, and you see what what's going on in uh, v- visual technology and, and where you now in real time can can create recreate like any politician any 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 person with well, like, Adobe Actually, has a set of recreate voices exactly you, and, and and even both both Adobe and there's there are these other um, examples where you you, you can you, just based on one minute speech from someone you can recreate uh, a a sort of uh, virtual speech speech synthesized voice ba- based on that and if if already now if you put out like articles which are so wow. unlogical and, and, and it's totally clear that it's just bogus and if people believe in that what will happen when uh, when I don't know uh, Obama says it or uh, Kim Kardashian says it or whomever says it and you can see or well, they say it to each other which is even they say it, right? <laughs>
0: that's that's, that's <laughs> a, a talk show with, with Trump and Kardashian that would that would get some
1: uh, engagement so I think there's like j- just played around with like a company in the future that sort of does uh, uh, image analysis on these future video clips that we'll start seeing in a year right uh, with things that yeah
0: what's digital fact-checking exactly exactly like friends digital fact-checking or forensics uh, Ted is great to see you again and always great to hang out and chat so thanks for being on the likewise
1: show. thank you so much
0: you've been listening to between worlds for more episodes and information on how to subscribe to our podcast, please visit www.mike-walsh.com betweenworlds.